You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. School of Humans. Sanctum Unmasked is about a sex club and describes various sex acts. Please use discretion where and when you listen. Rich people can get the best of everything. Or maybe not the best, but at least the most expensive. And that includes sex. The uber-wealthy don't have to tragically doom-swipe on dating apps to find a stranger to hook up with. They can have sex delivered to them on a silver platter, metaphorically speaking. Although I'm sure that's been done literally, too. Or, if they're so inclined, they can hire a professional to curate a bespoke sexual experience that plays out their wildest fantasies. And, well, these are the kind of people that Damon knew he wanted to cater to. Remember back in our first episode when he was wandering the streets of Beverly Hills trying to think what he could offer the super rich? Well, he managed to do it. He found his depraved little niche. Now, when we left you last, Damon's personal life was basically up in flames. But as that was happening, the club's success was skyrocketing. It was as if there was an inverse relationship between the two. The worse his marriage with Melissa grew, the more rich and successful he became. It's like that quote from The Devil Wears Prada, when our King Stanley Tucci says, let me know when your whole life is up in smoke. That means it's time for a promotion. The year that Damon and Melissa broke up, 2016, Damon moved into the Sanctum Mansion and began what would be the club's most lucrative era, with people paying him hundreds of thousands of dollars for a membership, literally. And all the success, the money, the proximity to celebrity, well, it started to go to his head. At that time, I definitely wanted to create something that was very elitist. You know, I I wanted to attract those types of people. That definitely was part of the driving force of Sanctum, was like, I can be king of my own little world here. I think that part of my success must have been because I was that person. 
Welcome to Sanctum Unmasked. I'm your host, Carly Shortino. So Sanctum was one of the hottest parties in town. And like any good members-only club, you had to apply to get in, which, of course, makes the whole thing more appealing. The club's popularity had surpassed even Damon's expectations and was now getting hundreds of applications for every event, from which they'd select the most desirable hundred. So an invite to the party was a hot commodity. Damon's social media had turned into a constant stream of naked selfies from girls, begging him to pretty please let me into the party. And as the club's overlord, he decided who made the cut. He was essentially god of who's hot and who's not. And it's no secret that Sanctum had a type when it came to women. This gets tricky because of what it, you know, what it implies that we are only letting in beautiful girls or whatever that means. What is beauty? And, and am I the person who, who was like the gatekeeper? And yeah, you know, I was. They would send in pictures and videos and most of them were, they weren't wearing clothes. And, you know, they really wanted to get into this party. And, and we chose the ones that seemed like they were going to be the most right for it. And generally those were the ones who were super attractive. And, you know, sometimes someone would just be super sexy in their attitude and you knew they would add something really special. So it wasn't just purely looks, but I mean, yeah, it, it was based a lot on that. Basically, no fugly people unless they were super cool. Along with sending photos of themselves, everyone who wanted into the party had to fill out an application. It included questions about your work, passions, sexual fantasies, what you could offer to the Sanctum community. It essentially read like a super inappropriate resume. And those answers were pretty telling. When someone would be like, you need me there. Like, I wouldn't respond to that person. There was so much ego involved from so many of these people, obviously. And I didn't want, like, a bunch of assholes in there. There were times when I let them in because they were buying, you know, eight, seven, eight thousand dollars tables. And I needed the fucking money. But once I got to the point where I didn't need the money, I got, I sort of got stricter and stricter with, with um, the kinds of men that I would let in. And no assholes unless you were super rich. It's important to note that the vast majority of clientele at Sanctum were wealthy and white, and that definitely plays into the dynamics at the club. And though Damon says his intention was to curate a positive, open environment, that wasn't always the result. This may come as a surprise to some people, but something about privilege can make people think they get to act however the fuck they want. I mean, men would generally like 30s to, you know, mid-50s. Those guys in their 50s were the guys who were paying the big membership fees. And so, you know, three, four, five of those guys, they would pay for that whole party. I did let in some younger men, and I had so many problems with guys in their 20s. They would slap a girl's ass or something drunk. They felt very entitled. They looked good. They had nice bodies, and they were handsome. And I wanted some of that energy for sure. But a lot of them were fucking idiots. Yeah, I've dated a lot of those guys. Anyway, anyone who's into hosting, whether it's a casual dinner or a wedding, knows that a party is only as good as its guests. We all know those people who just always get invited to everything because they're super funny or generous or they bake the best cookies or whatever. Well, these rules also apply to sex parties. Minus the stuff about baked goods. I don't know if this is going to sound weird or not, but if I saw 
men that were like really pleasing women. You know, they were eating pussy, they had big dicks, they were fucking really good. I would invite them back. I wanted those guys that were going to please women because without those women, I had no parties. And if it was just like older men that were rich and supporting the event, and the women would stop coming. I guess in that were some of the top, you know, porn stars. I mean, guys with like, you know, 14-inch fucking dicks, and I would never meet them in the real world, but they were at my party. I love when straight guys get all excited by other guys' dicks. I find it really sweet, honestly. Damon clearly wanted there to be something on the menu for all of his guests, even if it meant promoting unrealistic boner standards. Okay, by this point, you pervs are probably wondering, how much did Sanctum cost anyway? And is it in my budget? Well, the answer to that was always changing. When Sanctum launched back in 2013, a ticket cost 100 bucks. Memberships were 1500 which gave you access to a live sex performance on the night. But the more successful the club became, the more it charged. By 2016, when Damon moved into the Sanctum Mansion, admission to a single party was $2,500 for a single man, $2,000 for a couple, and free for single women. Tickets were upward of $10,000 if you wanted a table with bottle service. Yearly memberships started at 10 k which basically just meant you were prepaying for every party that year, whether you went or not. But that wasn't expensive enough for Damon's richest, horniest guests. It was becoming clear to him that actually, it seemed the more he charged, the more attractive the memberships were. Human psychology is weird like that, I guess. So Damon's like, okay, I'm just going to start experimenting with how much I can charge before people tell me to go fuck myself. So he comes up with the idea to create a higher tier of membership called Dominus. Dominus members would pay $75,000 per year. Of course, he knew he had to offer something special to make it worth the money. And as someone who's always been obsessed with secret societies, he comes up with this. I liked the idea of an initiation ritual of some kind. I was reading some stuff on just different kind of tribal societies initiating young men into the tribes. And it was like a coming of age thing where you had to go from a boy to a man. And there was something about that that I liked because I didn't experience any kind of ceremony that would take me from boyhood to manhood. And so I just came up with this thing. This thing being a blood oath ceremony. Yes, it is what it sounds like. Okay, let me break this down. When someone bought a Dominus membership, Damon would host a ritual initiation at either the Sanctum Mansion or the member's home. There was a lot of pomp and circumstance, like really leaning into the whole secret society thing. There were robes, there was candles, there was probably some chanting. And the member would be given a lapel pin to wear at the parties to advertise their special dominus status. And I did it in a way that was definitely felt ceremonial. You know, I had these cool leather, snakeskin-bound boxes with these snake sculptures on top, and you'd open the box, and inside you would find, like, your lapel pin, and, and, and those were selling for a lot, you know, an incredibly, I mean, that's a huge sum of money. For the ceremony, the inductee would sit on the bed with two performers from the club. 
One performer would whisper a secret password in his ear that could be used to get backstage access at the parties. So, like, basically you could hang out in the green room and watch the performers fluff themselves before live sex shows, for instance. I honestly used to crack up with the other performers, the fact that they would get people to pay for this, because it honestly felt like a waste of money to me. That's Ambrose again, Sanctum's longtime performer. He participated in a lot of Dominus ceremonies. Remember, he's a trans man, but back when he was working at Sanctum, was still presenting as femme. Here he is remembering how these Dominus ceremonies went down. We'd all get a drink, um, have some brief small talk real quick, and then Damon would, would break out his little <laughs> ornamental, like, <laughs> box thingy he had. Um, and he had this, like, crafted-up, like, contract that was, like, on off-white paper. It looked like those projects I did in elementary school where you'd have to tea-stain the paper. <laughs> Here's this official sanctum scroll. <laughs> Um, he'd say some words and read the fucking contract thingy. Like, part of their, like, phrase was, like, in Latin and shit. So what did this fancy scroll say anyways? I don't even remember, but it was like, you know, you're now initiated into the inner sanctum, and you're now part of this secretive society, and we've got this password to get into this private room or whatever. Deep. Now, I know what you're thinking. Where's the blood in this so-called blood oath ceremony? Well, chill out. I'm getting there. After the break. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of. A degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. (sighs) Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Okay, back to the blood ritual stuff. After the whole scroll part was over, it was finally time for the member to sign the contract. 
Now, Damon would produce a spear from his robe and slice the hand of the new member. They would then bleed out onto the scroll and drink their own blood from a chalice. Then they'd kneel before Damon, declaring him the almighty sex club god. LOL, just kidding. I'll just let Damon explain it. What we did was, and this is going to sort of demystify it in a sense, but I went to like Rite Aid and I bought those testing kits when you have um, diabetes with the, with the little needle thing. So the needle would pop out of the little plastic thing and it would, it would prick your finger. And then if you squeeze your finger, you know, you get a little bit of blood, not much, but enough blood to put it on to a contract. At the bottom of the page, there was a lion head. And the idea is that you would take the blood um, from your finger and you'd put it on the lion head. And that was like part of the initiation. Oh, right. That sounds more sanitary, but less fun. Now, this is all obviously kind of funny. Like, it's essentially a bunch of middle-aged men LARPing some serious Game of Thrones shit. But there is something I really admire about Damon for his ability to just lean into the cheesy and the ridiculous with true sincerity. And people really responded to this. Like, a ton of people bought these Dominus memberships. Yet again, this crazy idea was working. Honestly, sometimes felt like, is this my life? Like, it was very surreal. They had members that were like actors, comedians, sports players, musicians. Like, I met some people I never thought I would meet in my entire life. And it was always so weird as fuck to me, because they would be like, yeah, so it would be kind of cool someday if, like, after the end of civilization, they, like, find this box of the Dominus Sanctum members' agreements, and then they, like, genetically, like, use their blood and, like, recreate them. And I was like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? Have you been having too much K? There are a couple, like, things I saved from that time, and some of it is the blood of some of these huge celebrities. I just figured, like, at some point in the future, you know, it, this would be some kind of folklore. Like, once they're dead, these things could go in a museum or something. Like, this is the blood of blah, blah, blah. For the record, that's my favorite thing Damon's ever said. I love the idea that he still has a box of glamorous celebrity blood covered in dust somewhere in his attic. You never know when that sort of thing might come in handy. Oh, but there is one more vital part of the initiation. I mean, quite honestly, the person who was being initiated would have a threesome. Okay, now those high prices are making more sense. Like, I don't care if you're Bezos rich, who the hell pays $75,000 for a lapel pin and a finger prick? It was implied that we were like an offering to the new member to spend time with us both. It wasn't said outwardly, like, you're going to have a threesome with them, with this person, you need to make them come. But you could tell that was, like, what was expected of you. Now, the way Ambrose just described the language Sanctum used in these ceremonies, that the performers would, quote, spend time with its members, that is essentially the loophole of sex work. Obviously, it's illegal to buy and sell sex virtually everywhere in the U.S., so, for instance, if you go to a sex worker's website, they don't list the price of a blowjob. They list the price of an hour of their time. And then within that time, consenting adults can do whatever they want. And coincidentally, that might include a blowjob. And when it came to this whole initiation thing, Damon said it was never hard to find performers who were down to be part of these ceremonies. 
I would say, like, you know, we're doing a dominus ceremony. This is who it's with. Who wants to do it? I had plenty of performers who were more than happy to have a threesome with one of the biggest rock stars in the world, you know, and I would pay them for the ceremony. You know, it was a really fine line I was walking, and it's hard for me to speak of it because I think there are probably some legal implications in all of it. But, like, in the way that I arranged things and in the culture of what I was doing and in the way that we spoke to each other about things, it was like this. You know, you're going to get paid to do this dominus ceremony. Whatever you decide to do is up to you. And I would make that crystal clear that sex was never expected. I'm telling you now, do not fuck anyone unless you want to fuck. This is your choice. Then whatever happened between the three of them was between them. I didn't need to know. This was for them now. Of course, afterwards, I would say, so what happened? (laughs) To the girls, you know. They would tell me everything. And apparently, they often provided some great gossip. There was one where the gentleman requested a strap-on. And afterwards, I said, so how, you know, how was it? They're always, it was great. He had the best time, and he loved the experience. And I was like, so which one, you know, did you fuck her? And they were like, no, he had me put it on, and I fucked him. And I was like, oh, (laughs) you know, like, Oh, wow, that's incredible. I didn't even, I just didn't think that. Remember, this was back in 2016, before pegging was trending. Since the Dominus memberships were doing so well, Damon was like, okay, I guess I'll just roll with this. And in my opinion, this is where stuff gets really crazy. So even the rich have hierarchies. There's the wealthy, the super wealthy, and the disgustingly wealthy. And if you're disgustingly wealthy, you don't want to be mistaken for some tragic, super wealthy person. Out in the regular, non-masked orgy world, the rich use signifiers like fancy cars or Birkin bags or whatever to demonstrate their wealth. But at the parties, everyone's in fancy tuxes or lingerie, and most people are wearing masks, so everyone's on an even playing field. But... If you had that special Dominus lapel pin, you could signify that you were above other members. But what if you wanted something even more important than a lapel pin? I was just always testing the water to see what was possible. At that point, when I was charging 75,000 yearly for Dominus, being part of the hierarchy or, or showing off your status at Sanctum became something worth spending money on. It's hard to build a business to that point where just wearing a lapel pin costs you $75,000 a year. But, you know, that's what Sanctum was. It was like, it was this really high-end brand and this thing that people wanted to identify with. And so they were willing to spend quite a bit of money for that status. So he creates an even higher tier of members, the Violet Key Benefactors, or VKB for short. Damon only sold two VKB memberships. The first was for $350,000. The second was for $425,000. Nearly half a fucking million dollars. And for this, you get... Legit, all you get is a ring. It's purely status. I mean, is there really that much of a difference between, like, the very top-end 550 Mercedes leather interior that you can buy? I mean, those cars are amazing. 
I was just gonna say, I actually drive one. It's just totally bragging, but I do drive one. It's a fucking great car. A Rolls Royce is four times that. Would I rather be driving in a Rolls Royce? Luckily, I don't give a fuck, but many, many, many people do. This is our society. You know, we wanna show off our wealth. We're all a bunch of fucking idiots. And we spend way too much money on products that are total bullshit because we wanna be special. And I know that, and I knew that, and I still know it. So Sanctum was born out of that, and I just played it up. And guess what? It works. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. So before we talked about how being rich or super hot was basically your only way into Sanctum. And this created a gender discrepancy. At Sanctum, couples and men paid to get in, but single women got in for free. This isn't a new idea, hello ladies nights. Lots of bars and nightclubs charge men a cover while letting women in either for cheaper or free. The difference here is that instead of men paying 20 bucks for wing night at a sports bar, at Sanctum, men were paying thousands of dollars for a ticket. So the difference is pretty glaring. Remember Dr. Jana Vrangalova, the NYU professor of human sexuality? We talked to her last episode about the potential benefits of sex parties for couples. Well, in 2015, Dr. Jana and sex researcher Brooke Wells surveyed 1,300 people across the U.S. who had been to a sex party in the previous year. And part of what they asked participants was how much these parties cost. And there was a very wide range, from totally free at the low end, some even being potlucks like bring your own food or bring your own dog food even, interesting, 
At the high end, parties generally cost a few hundred bucks. And then there were a select few extremely high-end parties that cost into the thousands. The sex party survey also found that gendered pricing, meaning that men pay more, is actually pretty common. So why is that? The rationale for having gendered pricing is that there are many more single men who are interested and willing to go to these sex parties than there are single women. Men also generally make more than women do. And it's a way to incentivize women to come to these events. And it's also to disincentivize too many men being present. Basically, hot young women are likely less desperate to sleep with random strangers than most middle-aged men are. It sounds gender essentialist, but, like, it's true. Seriously, on average, even couples get cheaper tickets than a single dude at a sex party. But how does this system of men paying a ton and women paying nothing affect the dynamics of the party once you're inside? Gendered pricing creates a very uneven gender dynamic. What you often end up with are these fairly transactional type of dynamics where a lot of the people present are very wealthy men who are usually older, who are maybe not that attractive physically, are not amazing lovers, you know, they're not the people that you might really want to fuck <laughs> when you go to a sex party, but they have the money to afford. And then you have a lot of usually younger women who don't have the means, but they are very beautiful. Once she says it, it seems kind of obvious. But it's not just a case of hot girls being like, ugh, there's no cute guys here. It's just a bunch of old losers who look vaguely like my dad. It's more complicated than that. When you're bringing in these people from very different um, socioeconomic strata together, but in that kind of transactional way, that's when you create a lot of possibilities for abuse for non-consensual behavior, or maybe consensual on the surface, but not wanted behavior. You know, people kind of doing this because they're self-pressuring into, well, I'm already here, you know, I'm here at this very luxurious kinds of kind of environment I got in for free. Well, maybe that means I do have to have sex with some of these guys that I don't actually want to have sex with. And I find that problematic. After hearing all of this, I wanted to talk to a woman who went to Sanctum as a guest to see how these dynamics felt in person. Leah is an actress in her 30s. She's been to Sanctum many times over the past handful of years and always got in for free. And she had fun. I mean, she obviously kept going back. But she also acknowledges that the experience could feel a little complicated. I understand that Sanctum has a very specific niche and they're catering to a demographic that is more of the like elite Hollywood glamorous vibe. And that's great because listen, we all want to go into spaces where we feel like we're in eyes wide shut and it's fancy and free champagne and all of that. But what was interesting to me being a guest where I don't have to pay and knowing that there are people that have paid and that there is a gender difference between that creates an imbalance of power. What is it about me that is being monetized? Because you have to be aware that if you're there for free, nothing is for free, and so therefore you're part of the experience. As the saying goes, there's no such thing as a free orgy. 
So unless you've been living in a black hole, you've probably been privy to one or a thousand conversations over the past few years about how consent can be complicated when one person has more power than another. In Sanctum's case, do you remember when Damon was talking about how he'd sometimes rent mansions from annoying rich guys who'd then feel entitled to act like douchebags at the party because they own the place? Well, Leah had this experience firsthand. I did have one instance where I was grabbed by the caller. This older man who actually owned the mansion that we were having the event at, he pulled me by the collar and was just like, oh, what is this for? What do I get to do to you with this? It made me feel like he thought he had some sort of permission to do that just because he owned the house. And it was, it was a little dehumanizing. I feel like this is the sex party equivalent of she was asking for it. It's instances like this that left some women at Sanctum feeling like, wait, am I a guest at this party or am I the party? I mean, you definitely feel commodified, objectified in a different way. Um, like going to those events, I've definitely felt that that male gaze where you know you're being watched, you know that someone is looking for a specific experience and that you might be part of that for them. And I think that you can feel that way whether you go to a club or sanctum or even the grocery store, but it definitely heightens the stakes when there is that integrated imbalance of power. (laughs) It's true. Most women have felt like this at some point in their lives. But... Talking about all this stuff, objectification, power, gender, it's all very nuanced. Now, it's no great revelation that power dynamics can also be really hot. That's why one of the most common sexual fantasies ever is professor-student. Objectification is often talked about like it's universally bad. But in my opinion, there's a time and a place for everything. Within the context of a relationship or a hookup with someone who respects you, Being treated like a sex toy can sometimes be a turn-on, you know? But these things can be truly awful if they're happening without your consent. Objectification was something that Sanctum was certainly not afraid to explore. For instance, at some point, Sanctum started doing live auctions of women at the party. And yes, it's exactly what it sounds like. Basically, a handful of Sanctum's performers would get in a line, and an auctioneer would list their stats. Height, measurements, age, stuff like that. He'd then have them do a little spin, and then the men would start doing their bidding. If you won, the performer would, quote, hang out with you for the evening. And again, exactly what hanging out means is in the eye of the beholder. Claudia, a longtime performer at Sanctum, was one of the women who was auctioned off. Here's how she remembers it. Everybody's in masks. So you can't really you can't really see who's bidding on you and you can't really see who the girls are either. Um and yeah, they would just stand up there, you know, butt naked, do their little twirl and you know, guys would start bidding. The girl would hang out, either like lightly massage them or something and just basically be like their I guess their little slave for the evening for lack of better words. Now, 
Damon was aware that the exploration of this fantasy was complicated. And because of that, Sanctum was actually donating its portion of the auction's proceeds to an organization called the Polaris Project that helps to fight human trafficking. After watching a couple auctions, Claudia told Damon she wanted in. Some of these women were being sold for upwards of $10,000 and getting to keep most of the money. It seemed worth it, even exciting. So she went for it. It was interesting. I'll say that much. Um, the couple times that I did do the auction, all like three, four times, I met very interesting people. There were a lot of celebrities and stuff that I recognized. A lot of very influential people. It's like, how else are you going to have the opportunity to speak to this person? But she liked it beyond just the opportunity to meet celebs. It also felt transgressive in a way that was kind of thrilling. I feel it like if you break past what we've been taught about sex and sexuality and, you know, don't talk about that, don't dress like that, don't explore that. I guess exploring the the taboo, right? Exploring the things that most people are so terrified of, and I don't understand why. I feel like if we as just humans just broke past that stupid barrier that society placed on this, you would look at everything differently. You know, relationships, you know, your yourself, like your, your confidence. Like, I... I think my confidence grew and developed at these things. And as, like, a full-blown adult now, I guess, like, I'm so thankful for that. Now, part of what's exciting about sexual spaces is that we're all, ideally, giving ourselves and each other permission to explore the things that in the regular world would be, quote-unquote, inappropriate, to examine our so-called darker impulses. And what feels degrading to one person might feel empowering to somebody else. And these auctions are a perfect example of that. But, because there's always a but, these things can get complicated when there's money and power involved. Melissa was witness to some of these auctions, and she did not feel good about them, particularly because a lot of the women participating were very young. That is what was the most extreme to me, was the auctioning off of the girls. It's like, we're not auctioning cattle. Like, they were numbered. And that's not something that I stand with today at all. If you're auctioning something off, that means that someone bought you, that someone paid for you. So now, what does that mean? Do they own you? Then what does that mean? Can they do whatever they want to you? So it's like becomes this ripple. And that to me was dangerous. That's kind of where that's, that's where it's got scary. It's just complicated because I'm like, I want these women to make decisions for themselves. Mm -hmm. That to me is a situation where I feel like these men are super powerful you have to be a really strong, good boundaries person to advocate for yourself. And who is at 18, 19, 20? I don't know a lot. I I couldn't even really set healthy boundaries when I was that age. That That's what makes it so tricky and that's what makes it so complicated. And that's, you know, what to me was so frightening about that aspect of the club. Between running a fast-growing business and keeping hundreds of naked people safe, things were bound to get a little messy. Sure, there was an almost doe-eyed quality to Damon's fantasy of what the club could be, the sexual exploration and adventure it could offer to its members. But as time went on, wealth, power, and status became inseparable from Sanctum's identity. And that further blurred the boundaries of consent, of what's ethical, and what's too far. 
And Damon himself was blinded by all the shiny things, whether it was the money, the models, or the celebs jizzing all over his living room. But at that time, I think that I wanted to be this important guy. I think there was a part of me that was a very egocentric part of me that wanted to be something special. The more special the person was telling me how great I am, the better it felt. You know, a musician who I have been following for 20 years and I've been to their show and, you know, and I've always dreamed of meeting is in my home, you know, and he goes like, you know, you're one of the coolest motherfuckers I've ever met in my life. It's like, holy fuck, I must be a cool motherfucker. And so I guess part of the price point, it was all feeding into that. Damon surrounded himself with all of these fancy people, and he wanted to be like them. And in a way, he was. He achieved the wealth and status that he had been seeking. He was someone the 1% wanted to know. But it wasn't necessarily fulfilling. It was a very interesting truth for me, which was that I was both in it and not in it. I was both into the materialism and gaining this notoriety and making money at the same time that I was like, this is all bullshit and like, what the fuck am I doing? That life is very empty and false. It's not based on a deep connection to people around me. It's not based on you know, me being like a really deep-thinking, soulful person. or I wanted to find a deep happiness and satisfaction and realized that it wasn't going to be found there. And ultimately, he was missing the things he valued most. In 2017, I woke up on New Year's Day, and I, I was in my bed in the Sanctum Mansion. I had a girl on either side of me. You know, I had my Aston Martin, and I had my Ducati, and I had tons of money, and everything I could want. And I remember that moment when I just wanted to, like, blow my brains out. You know, it's like, this is just, like, this is all so fucking pointless. Next on Sanctum Unmasked. But I didn't realize that anything was wrong. Neither did he. You know, we just thought this is normal. There were many armed men, uh, guns drawn, you know, and he starts fucking with me, putting a gun to my head, putting a gun in my mouth. Like, it was scary. And he just thought he was always above the law or above that kind of authority. And he made a lot of enemies there. Sanctum Unmasked is a production of School of Humans and iHeart Podcasts. Hosted and written by me, Carly Shortino. Edelise Perez is our lead producer and story editor. Amelia Brock is our senior producer. Sound design, scoring, mixing, and mastering by Chris Childs. Original music composed by Jesse Neiswanger. Fact-checking by Austin Thompson. Logo illustration by Linda McNeil. Graham Gibson is our recording engineer. Recorded at iHeart Studios in Los Angeles, California. Executive producers are Nick Stumpf, Jason English, Virginia Prescott, Brandon Barr, Elsie Crowley, and me, Carly Shortino. If you're enjoying the show, help us get the word out by leaving a rating in your favorite podcast app. You can keep up with Damon on Instagram. He's at Father Damon. Tune in next week.
With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Tired of endless diets and weight loss struggles? It's time to say goodbye to frustration and hello to results. Introducing Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD, your breakthrough solution to fight stubborn body fat. Imagine burning fat, balancing glucose levels, and regulating metabolism in just 12 weeks. This unique two-in-one product combines the power of two clinically studied ingredients in one revolutionary formula. Berberine, which targets abdominal fat, and OEA, which curbs your appetite. With just two capsules a day, Smart Metabolic Burn by BrainMD can kickstart your metabolism, fight stubborn body fat, especially that pesky abdominal fat and support your weight management journey. And right now, save over 30% on Smart Metabolic Burn at GetSmartBurn.com. The lowest price anywhere. That's GetSmartBurn.com. Don't delay. Transform your life with Smart Metabolic Burn from BrainMD. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. Our products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.